everybody, this is Gary J. White, the founder of Wake Up Warrior and creator of the Warrior Book, found at warriorbook.com. Welcome to Warrior on Fire Daily Fuel Edition. Today's topic is this, a few scoundrels, a bag of dirt, and a race. Sit back, relax, and welcome to today's Daily Fuel. Hi, my name is Bailey White. My dad is Garrett J. White, the Master Coach Mentor. Mentor. <laughs> You're listening to Warrior on Fire. On fire. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, I am currently sitting here at the Nugget in Reno, Nevada, because it is absolutely a destination location. People travel from all over the world to come to the Reno Nugget. No, they don't. But there is today a whole shitload of people who have booked out this hotel to be here for the best in the re- best in the West. No, what's it called? Best in the Desert Race, which we talked about to you, with you yesterday on yesterday's podcast. Um, I actually announced before the race, but now we're sitting on the other side of finishing the race, having a couple beers as a team and talking about it. And uh, I've got a little, I've got a few of the team here. We're going to do a few interviews here really quickly. I'm going to come to uh, Michael G. Isom, who's going to give us some thoughts on uh, the post-race experience of racing in the desert. So uh, live on the scene, podium placer, third place champion, Michael G. Isom. Michael, what is the biggest takeaway you took from uh, the race yesterday, my friend? Hmm, biggest takeaway. I'm feeling some really good energy having persevered through 540 miles of adventure and one of the biggest takeaways was that of having someone like you Garrett next to me coaching me mentally through the whole event 550 miles 550 miles nonstop is quite a feat and I was starting to get a little delirious there towards the end especially the last 50 miles and Garrett was talking to me nonstop. So having you there talking to me, cheering me on, and motivating me. Left turn, right turn, straight, straight, straight. Left turn, right turn, straight, straight, straight. Good job, Mike. Good job, Mike. Go, 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 go. Push it, push it, push it. That's what took it, man. So having a coach, having someone there cheering me on and uh, supporting me was 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 the factor, man. That's what did it. That's what got us to the end. You've had a lot of co-drivers in your day. We're not going to put Caden in this one because Caden's your sign, so he's obviously the champion. But if we're looking for second place co-driver, co-driver of your career, Caden uh, being the best, and uh, you know, who, are, who are, I know I'm putting you on the spot here because uh, a bunch of other guys who we know have been co-drivers. If I'm putting, if I'm putting the heat on you, and I need you to live by the code, who's been the best co-driver of your career outside of your son Caden, who automatically wins because he's blood? <laughs> Uh, that's really good. Yeah, Garrett, you win that one, man. Uh, definitely win that uh, win that award. They were all different, but uh, this one this one was the toughest, and it took the nonstop. And guys, you guys uh, have been listening to Garrett. Or those that are new, you you know what Garrett's like. You're listening to his show. He was nonstop. Okay, nonstop. Maybe I got in 12 words the entire 14 hours. Other than that, Garrett was nonstop with the words that came out of his mouth through the intercom into my helmet, getting us to the finish line. Would you like to know what the 12 words are that Mike Isom uh, said during the race? Well, I'll tell you because he repeated them several times. Hey, just so you know, I'm peeing right now. As I sat with my bladder full, unable to use the condom catheter, I barely knew how to put the damn thing on, and I now know that you must shave pubic hair before getting the condom catheter rolled out. 
Because taking that shit off last night, I was ripping pubic hairs off my balls. It was bad. I'm trying to figure out how the hell I got pubic hair from my balls up in the condom catheter. It was the worst experience ever. So, yes, obviously I'm a rookie. I can't even put the goddamn condom catheter on correctly. All right, so let's continue with the race. We actually had a breakdown, and we actually have uh, a couple of the team here who helped put things back together. Um, Mike, tell them what happened here with the car. What, on our side, we, we were clueless idiots of what happened, and then let's come to the people who actually knew what was going on. Yeah, so we were flying pa past pit six. We were going just past pit six. There's 14 pit stops in this 540-mile race. And past pit six, we were flying through this wash. Helicopter was on us, great video footage, and all of a sudden it just died. No power, no gas, engine died. We rolled off to the side and ended up after about 45 minutes of trying to figure out what was going on getting towed into the next pit to find out that the electronics going into a sensor called a fuel mapping sensor failed the wires came apart they were rubbing against something they broke apart and it caused the engine to stop so here's the fun part if i'm out in the middle of the desert and mike and i are stuck on the side of the road Helicopters have just come by. Energy's high. We're going fast, and now we're on the side of the road. It's quiet. The good news is I finally could use my condom catheter and uh, piss down my leg to the ground because I would not been able to do it sitting down. Frenchie, who's like, you know, the wise sage of the pit team here, said I'm going to have to start practicing pissing sitting down going forward so that I can train my body to figure this out. So anyways, Mike says, dude, why don't you get out? And I felt completely useless. I had a screwdriver, and I just immediately started on unscrewing anything I could find and pretending like I knew what the fuck was going on when I literally had no idea. Finally, we get towed in, though, and I'm going to come to uh, to Jim, our head chief man of the... What do, you, do they have... What is the title of the guy who runs the crew chief? It was like it never had master or if it had like, you know, the guy that gets shit done. The guy. So I'm going to come to Jim and give a, a little breakdown, but I'm going to do a little different because Jim was Jim and the team was the reason why we could even continue the race. I mean, we're four hours, five hours into the race. Our race is over if we don't get this fixed. So I'm going to ask you a different question, though, than why and what you did to fix the car. I'm going to ask you this. Why do you choose to come to these insane events and support... Guys like Mike and I having this experience. Like, what, is, what are you getting out of this for yourselves? Put money into the side for a second or anything else might be happening there. Like, what is it that has you want to be in this action? Pride. That's what it is, pride. Because <clears throat> I know a lot of the guys in this, in this arena of desert racing, UTVs. And for me, it's pride to be able to say, my car the one that I'm crew chief for, the one that I prep, the one that I have ready, we can win. We won the last race, we had a couple issues this race. I tell you what, I learned from it. When I prep this car next time, which is gonna be next week, I'm gonna take it apart and start going through everything. When I prep this, I'm gonna look at every single wire, make sure nothing can be touching the wire, make sure we don't ever have this issue again. It's a learning experience. There's some things that, that you, you look at and you say, well, that should be all right. Well, that wasn't all right. That took us out for two hours. It took us three hours to go 50 miles in the race yesterday. If we hadn't done that, we would have been overall victorious of all the, all the classes of the UTVs. As it is, we're on the podium. For the very first time for every one of our crew, not one of our crew 
driver, co-driver, anybody has done this race before. So for every one of us, all, I think there was 14 of us, our very first time to end up on the podium, it was successful and that's exactly why I do it, for pride. So a couple of key interesting points I'm gonna bring up from, I'm gonna call him Coach Jim. I'm gonna call him Coach Jim, who runs the pit is two things. One, look at, look at the process of learning. We just barely finished this. The car's getting taken apart next week, fixing the problem so that it never happens again. People wonder how you create success, how you create championships, how you create empires in business, how you create marriages that work, how you create bodies that are fit and on fire. Anything that you want is going to come about with the process of figuring out what the hell has happened, how to fix it, and then improve it. No different in racing, but here's a bigger piece I'm going to come back to, which is this. Uh, Mike, what was, uh, what was the experience for you knowing that we had a crew back at pit row, pit seven, that could actually fix our shit? Because, dude, you and I could not fix the car. I mean, that was obvious. I was as, I was as useful as tits on a bull sitting there being part of that attempt. You know, I, I, there was nothing I could do. We were done. Our race was over if it was up to you and I. But we had something going on back home, back at the pit, which is we had a pit crew could fix this shit and get us back on the race and put you back on the podium. What was, uh, what's that feeling like knowing you have somebody who's got your back like that here in these kind of races? Yeah, it was all about the preparation and putting together the team ahead of time and having everyone there to support us gave me a lot of confidence. Confidence knowing that you and I could take off from the starting line and if shit like this came up that we could be supported and they could assist us so it was a definitely a massive team effort but it gave me a lot of confidence every turn every bump every jump every pass every blinding dust storm that we got into knowing that if something came up we had a whole crew behind us to support us and gave me a lot of confidence so here is the question I have for you today, my friends. If you look across your world at body being balanced in business and you take a look at what has worked and what is not working for you inside of your world, where right now do you need to level up your support team? Right, you're in the race, you've got some, you've got some intensity, but you're not finishing the race because your team doesn't exist or it's weak. Where is that at? Do you need a team with your body? Do you need a support team with your spirituality? Do you need a support team with your marriage and your kids with balance? Do you need a support team inside of the game of your business, your bank accounts, and your money? Where's that area at? Now I want you to pull out your warm map and your weapon, aka your journal and your pen. I want you to write down the following. What is the first step you could take to start building that support team today? Write that shit down, and then I want you to do it. All right, my friends, that's all I got for you today. A couple little reminders. If you're not currently subscribed on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher to the Warrior on Fire podcast, make sure you get yourself subscribed today. Also, on top of this, if you're not getting access to the weekly action guides found at warrioronfire.com, head on over to warrioronfire.com, put in your email address, and click submit today, and we'll send you those your way every single week with all the key tips, tricks, question, challenge, and quote of the day for each one of these daily fuel. Finally, my brothers, listening to the show, you got two responsibilities. Very simple responsibility. Number one, do the shit that we talk about. Number two, to ultimately share the show with somebody else. Why? Because you don't pay me for this shit. So every show that you listen to that you get value from, you take karmic debt on, my friend. Literally inside of some unseen bank account, you go into debt. The only way to get out of debt is to share the show forward with somebody else that you feel could give value just like you are. Now, if you're not getting value, tell me to fuck off, unsubscribe from the show, never listen again. But if you're not that person, you know what to do. Find somebody to share the show up with today. Equalize your bank account inside the karmic vault and help somebody else have a better day today, too. That's all I got for you. This is Gary Jawai signing off, saying love and light, good morning, good afternoon, and good night. This is a podcast. This is a podcast.
Thanks for listening to this episode of Warrior on Fire. On Fire. <laughs> Share this with other men you feel need to hear. Don't forget to give us a review in iTunes and subscribe. So, is there a website? Wake up, Warrior. Wake up, Warrior. For more information and other amazing content for warrior men just like you, head on over to GarrettJWhite.com now. Yeah.